Jack Ebling here with my good friend Matt Sloan at Graph of Okemos. Matt, gas prices are still up there, but you've got some good news. I do have good news, Jack. We have lots of different models that are going to help with that issue. I've got the Nissan Sentra, Versa, that all get over 30 miles to the gallon. In fact, the Versa gets 40 miles to the gallon. Wow. Our all-electric Aria has a range of 269 miles. And then on the Chevy side, Trax, Malibu, Equinox, and Trailblazer, all over 30 miles to the gallon. And our brand-new Blazer EV, 320 miles of range. Lots of great options. Stop and see Matt and the gang here. Graph of Okemos, they're making friends. So much college football to talk about, and no one better to talk about it with than our first guest, Bill Bender from the Sporting News. Bill, how are you? Hey, Jack. It's been a while, man. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about last weekend. And one of the crazier Saturdays we have had uh, didn't end until 2.31 in the morning, Eastern Time when USC finally uh, got the best of Arizona in three overtimes and uh, Caleb Williams was getting his mail in the end zone. I think he was there five times. But so many crazy things happened, and I would not have wanted to be Mario Cristobal uh, Saturday night and Sunday morning. No, I was going to say, that you when you started, I, I was thinking, kneel the ball. Kneel the ball at the end yeah. of the game. Go home. <laughs> kneel the ball. Go home. Yeah, <laughs> You know, I've coached at the fifth and sixth grade level. I yeah. watched my son in junior high. I talked to a high school coach about this over the weekend, the high school coach in particular. We've all done this, right? And I, yeah. he said, oh, I would have been able to go in my locker room after that. You know, yeah. it's just such a tough one for Mario because I think every other coach in the FBS that lost their game or didn't perform well on Saturday is probably thanking them for doing that because the pre- all of yeah. the focus has been on that disaster of a finish for Miami, who before that, Jack, looked like a college football playoff sleeper. Yeah. Yeah, Bill, it wasn't just running the ball uh, from the Georgia Tech 30 when there was no reason to do it. And taking a chance, you say, well, how often is a guy going to fumble? Apparently often enough. And then uh, he had to recover the ball. Then there was a review of it. They said that uh, the fumble came before he was down, so the ball went over. But still, still, you're talking about being, what, 74 yards away in 20 seconds and no timeouts. And and then they hit a pass, but I think almost, almost as egregious as uh, running the ball there was the kind of defense they played. You see teams now in that situation. And they they got three guys back on the goal line, or they're doing something that looks like a prevent defense. They're just up there playing the regular defense, and guys got the whole side of the field to himself. Yeah, it was it was awful. I, and the defense part. So I had a back and forth with my editor today, Bill Trochi, and he said, you know, he understands because they were trying not to give up the field goal versus, you know. But I'm like, last play, man, you, you got to have a safety aware of that that. You're over the top, so they can't sneak a guy behind two safeties. It was, yeah. And on top of all of this, we're talking about a game where, you know, Miami was favored by three touchdowns, and, right. and G Tech right. had just lost to BG. Yeah. And yes. I, you know, it's just college. I, I pose this question, Jack, and I'll ask you the same one: If 
Dan Campbell because they're hot. But if uh, the Bears coach does that and they lose, mm-hmm. he might get fired the next day. Gone. Gone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've seen pro coaches. It doesn't take long. I remember uh, Joe Pisarczyk for the Giants. Uh, they tried to hand off instead of taking a knee, and he bumped into Larry Zonka, and the ball bounces up. And Herm Edwards right. picked it up and goes 26 yards for a touchdown with no time left. You know, that's about as dumb as you. We went through a thing yesterday of the dumbest coaching decisions. And uh, they, with the Lions, a guy named Marty Morningweg, uh, won the toss in overtime and, and gave it back. Kick. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, th- how bad is that? Uh, you know, he wanted the wind at his back when he kicked off. He said, well, don't kick off. Just get the ball and score. You know, you think about crazy things. Michigan had it happen uh, back in 2001 with Lloyd Carr uh, at Northwestern, the famous 54-51 game. And Anthony Thomas has broken through. Bumble. They've got the first down. Game is over. And bumble. And next thing you know, uh, the game is over, but it's over a different way than people thought it was over. So. Right, and they live. They you live with these decisions for a while, and that's why I'm interested to see how Miami comes out this week against a very yeah. good North Carolina team that figured right. some things out and then got healthy. And you know, I remember the the only other one up your way that still stands out is the yeah. legendary punt fumble game where sure. we've, re- we've talked about that, right? So Yes, it, we have. But, yeah, I'm sure you guys are still talking about that occasionally. Um, still made the right call. They just didn't execute it. Like, that was what he had to do in that spot. But they just obviously – Quirky things happen in college football. All part of a wild Saturday. I was up at 2.38 watching USC play three <laughs> overtimes. This is a wild sport. It's a fun sport. And uh, yeah, I got some concerns about USC's defense like everybody else. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I so wanted – I was rooting for Arizona. I wanted Jed Fish to go for two after the first overtime. And uh, USC had scored – and kick the point. So they're up seven. And right away, I mean, it's like one play. Arizona's in the end zone. And I said, whether you make it or not, your chances are so much better of converting this two-point pass than they are of going up against Caleb Williams. The more times you go against him, the more times you're spinning the barrel for Russian roulette. And if you have a play you believe in, and, Bill, I think most college coaches will tell you, they have a play that they have worked on every day, and from the three-yard line, they can convert it 65 to 70%. That was the time to use it. That was a game-winning play right there. And they said, well, we'll kick the point. But I think so many coaches are risk-averse, and they don't want to do something that's going to expose them to ridicule and have everyone say, why didn't you kick the point? Well, if you kick the point, what happens is you lose in a later overtime more often than not. I think within the new college football playoff overtime rules, if I were a coach, I would yeah. either way let's get to that third overtime. Yeah. I'm just like, I'm not going to do that nonsense no, and play no. you, but I'm going to control my own fate. So either way, if I'm the visiting coach, I totally agree with you. If I'm Arizona, I just scored on one play. They're stunned. I'm yeah. going for yeah. 
on the road, I go for two. And even if I'm USC in the second one, I'm going for two. I'm trying to end this thing. Because once you get into a third and a fourth and a fifth overtime with that format of just going for two, it becomes nonsense to me. So I'm with you. Jetfish had an opportunity there. But USC survived and Hey, what? Uh, I think they're going to go undefeated. I think they're going to lose because this defense is going to cost them somewhere along the way. Could lose but this Ken week. Williams, they could lose this week. Uh, Williams is just—he's uh, unbelievable. He, he's yeah. all of the things said about Caleb Williams. I say yes, true. Yeah, yeah. People talk about Patrick Mahomes and the things he can do, but Caleb Williams is a better runner than Patrick Mahomes. He has a lot of the same kind of uh, elusiveness and ability to throw from odd arm angles and those ad-lib plays that you make up in the dirt when you're a kid. Uh, You know, he can do all of that. But uh, there's no defense I've seen yet that's figured out how to corral him. The problem is that they make USC's defense play, too. Yeah, and uh, they're really good. And... um... You know, there's a lot of good quarterbacks in the Pac-12, and there's a lot of good quarterbacks in the Pac-12. They're, they may not be there next year, but their teams will be in the Big Ten. You know, yeah. what Washington and U.S. Well, the best game this weekend is two future Big Ten schools. That's right. Washington and Oregon. Top two That's offenses right. in the country. Michael Penix, former Indiana quarterback, just off the charts. They throw the deep ball better than anybody. And Michigan yes. State found out that out the hard way. This is a really good team. <laughs> Uh, Oregon yeah. runs the ball as well as anybody. And Dion found that out the hard way. So right. um, what a game that's going to be, Jack. I can't wait. But they have so much depth in that conference, Bill. You look at the Big Ten, and you got three really, really good teams. Michigan, uh, certainly, I think Ohio State can be very good. Penn State, I think, can be very good. And after that, you know, you got a bunch of misfits. You go to the Pac-12 or soon to be packed two and it's not just the teams you mentioned those three but ucla can beat a lot of teams and i'm talking about colorado utah has been the power out there washington state and oregon state on the right day can beat almost anybody have you come through that conference you may have two losses but i'm not convinced that you aren't one of the four best teams in the country that doesn't mean you'll get in with two losses Right, we broke that down at Sporting News today. The uh, kind of sizing up each conference, and you you just put it perfectly. I mean, I think the SEC will get a playoff team unless they all unless Georgia implodes, and I don't think if Georgia didn't remind everybody over the weekend who's number one, I don't know how she'd do it. Uh, the Big Ten, one of those three will get in the playoff. I don't know which one. I think they're all. Just ridiculous on defense right now. This is yeah, Jim Harbaugh's yeah. best. It's Harbaugh's best team. It is. I don't think that's hyperbole. They're right. They're nasty, uh, and I think they're the best of the three. But well, well I don't know. Point. They haven't played anybody. We don't. Uh, I was know looking yet. at the Air Force schedule. Air Force is undefeated, and in two weeks, I would put Air Force's opponents uh, up at the end of October against Michigan's opponents. And I take Air yeah. Forces. I mean, Michigan's I basically got a, a three-game season the last three weeks. They play at Penn State, at Maryland, and then home for Ohio State. And then they have nine tune-ups. 
I don't think Michigan State's a tune-up. I, I will never. My, you know what? My editor just texted me this. He's like, because I put they have to play Michigan State, and he's like, well, that's not. You know, they're ranked 80th in the country. All this stuff. Yeah, it's still Michigan. Michigan State. Nobody, anybody that just passes that one over is making a mistake. Uh, yeah. But I was getting to the point about Pac-12. Um, seven teams with one loss or less. Best quarterback play in the country, top to bottom. There are nine good quarterbacks in the Pac-12. Can we, Jack? Can we say that there are uh, nine good quarterbacks in the Big Ten? I don't think we no. can. Um, no. So it's it's exactly the test that I want to see. Is yes, all of these teams may lose two games. They probably deserve to get in the playoff. But this way that this four team has always worked is I've always said you got to be from a Power four, Five conference. Cincinnati broke that. You can't lose twice. That's never ha- There's never been a two-loss team in the playoffs. Yeah. It, it doesn't matter who you play. You just can't lose twice. Hey, uh, I think the chances are excellent, Bill, that there's going to be a 12-0 team in the Atlantic Coast Conference that is not going to get in the playoff because I can see all three of those teams, talking about Louisville, North Carolina, and Florida State, going 12-0. Now, none of them play each other. Right. So you could have two of the three play, and that will give one of those teams a loss. Then you'll have a 13-0 and conference champion, and you'll have a 12-0 and team saying, hey, uh, what about what about us? We didn't even get a chance to play for the championship, and no one's beaten us. And they won't get in. Isn't that such a quirky tiebreaker within the ACC that they could have three 12-0 teams? that they somehow managed to – and I don't think they probably anticipated – Jeff Brom's done a heck of a job. We saw it yeah. at Purdue. We've seen it. The guy can coach. He can flat-out coach. He's a great play caller. He knows quarterbacks. He's done all those things, and he's done it fast. Um, North Carolina, I mentioned, they've got a little more substance than they've had the last couple of years yeah. with Mac because uh, they've got a running game around Drake May, and they've got a better defense. Uh, who did we leave out? Florida State, what a – Wonderful September for them, yeah. And Jordan Travis, and they've got the easiest schedule of the three. So, but I still see. I I I don't disagree with you. I think what you're on is right. I will say this though. I think there's a better chance of Texas losing another game, of Oklahoma getting caught in a game that they, you know, those Big Twelve games get weird. You know what? One I've gotten really circled is uh, Oklahoma going to Oklahoma State. For that last oh, yeah, bedlam, yeah. Well, well they're that's not the Michigan, be... Michigan State argument. The same thing, right? But I think Oklahoma State. If I had to pick one, I think Oklahoma State may have a better chance to win that one. Yeah, yeah. Because it's a Big Twelve game, and you just kind of throw it out. And I would, and that's not not giving Michigan State a chance. I just know from yeah. watching that rivalry of the years, you know that they're going to sell out, and they're going to. That's a night game. At East, when's the last time Michigan, Michigan State? Played a night game in East Lansing. Never. It has, never. Ever? Never happened? Ever. Never. It's happened twice in Ann Arbor, and they split. Michigan State won in 2017. Michigan won last year, but they've never played at night in East Lansing. You talk about Texas and Oklahoma. How about this one, Bill? I think both those teams are really good, and I could see them meeting for the Big 12 championship. Now, what if Texas wins on the last play? By a point. Are you going to say that Oklahoma doesn't deserve to be in the playoff? Well, that's, you know, that's what we get in those weird conversations in November. And you and I have had these weird ones before where 
you kind of wonder, okay, here's an even better question. Is Brett Yormack even going to be there with these two leaving for the SEC? What a, yeah. uh interesting wrinkle for that conference it is. I, I think I just have a feeling one of them is going to slip up. If I was doing my preseason playoff predictions were you know, Ohio State, Georgia, USC. Now, if I could revise them, I would say I don't think two Big Ten teams will get in. Right, because of all these men- things you've mentioned, I'll say Michigan, Georgia, Florida State, and Pac-12 champ, and right, and it, probably the winner, Washington, Oregon game would be the better pick. But just against my better judgment, I think USC is going to find a way to the playoff, even with that bad defense. I've seen it before at Oklahoma. Yeah. See it again now. Well, if USC loses Saturday, then they have to run the table. They do, but they're playing at Notre Dame. There's another team that just got penalized for having a tough schedule, basically. Yeah. yeah. You know, having a. I think Notre Dame will come out, and you will see everything Notre Dame has this week. I mean, this is their biggest game of the year anyway, USC. But when you think about uh, coming off two losses in three weeks, I think Notre Dame's going to play out of their minds Saturday. And I think USC playing that late game. Uh, so much emotion in that uh, limited recovery time. They got to travel across the country. Uh, cr- crowd will be crazy, and you know South Bend can be a very difficult place to play. I don't like USC's chances this week. That's my my upset special. But I was going to tell you this. I think that there's a very good chance, Bill, that you're going to have a three-way tie in the East in the Big Ten, mm-hmm. and if the teams all win their home games. Let's say uh, Ohio State beats Penn State on October 21st in Columbus. You could see that happening, right? Could happen. Yes. Uh, Then Penn State, and they've given Michigan some trouble before in State College. They haven't been nearly as good in Ann Arbor, but this game is in State College. And I could see Penn State winning that game. It's a first real test, okay? Uh, against a quality opponent. Maybe they'll get a test from Michigan State just because of the emotions, etc. But this will be by far the best team they've played. If Penn State wins that and then Michigan beats Ohio State, as I expect, uh, back in Ann Arbor, then you will have three 11-1 teams. And do you know how they settle that tie? I do. I looked it up last year. It's a Big Ten West opponent's record. Yes, absolutely right. Bill, you're Absolutely smart bizarre. guy, and you're the you're the first person I've talked to who has gotten to clause number five in the tiebreaker. <laughs> Jack, the best part of it is it probably favors the Buckeyes because it they does. play. It they play, does. Of course, it favors the Buckeyes, right? The Buckeyes like, have to play Wisconsin, and Michigan yeah. plays uh, Nebraska. Nebraska so and. They both play Minnesota and Purdue, so that's a wash. Ohio State and Michigan both play Minnesota and both play Purdue. So and Penn State had Northwestern, so they're like Penn State they're has, probably third right. of the three because right. they well, have, Penn State they has Northwestern, Iowa. but it also has uh, Iowa. It has Iowa and it has uh, Illinois, so that that's Ooh. not going to help them. But it's going to come down to who wins. More conference games, Wisconsin or Nebraska. And I kind of like Wisconsin. 
Yeah, I do too, and I think they're going to win the West anyway. So, what a so bizarre a way! So, a three-way tie at eleven and one sends the Buckeyes to Indy. It does, and that's that's just so dumb. Honestly, that's a dumb tiebreaker. That's a just. I would do it by. I would probably do it by. Right, like playoff rankings. I'm not doing like we're not revisiting Bo and Woody and tiebreaker in 1973 or any of that stuff, which is an amazing Big Ten Network special, by the way, one of my favorites. Yeah, Um, thanks. But I I would just go with that. And it's such a quirky tiebreaker because it's out of their control at that point. Like, if you're – like, but you're exactly right, that if you're a Michigan or Ohio State or a Penn State fan and you're looking for that other game, like – Maybe root against Wisconsin or root against Nebraska or root yeah, for yeah. Iowa. I would. I would totally be doing it. Michigan fans should be rooting for Wisconsin to lose every game. And, and that's, that that could keep them out of the playoffs. If they if they wind up sitting home and Ohio State goes and beats up on a West team, we saw this before when Ohio State went and beat Wisconsin fifty nine to nothing and got in the playoff. Uh, back I when think, it was, yeah. Go ahead. Really getting to a point, and it could happen where Michigan, everything you just outlined, Michigan beats Ohio State at home. Yeah. They all finish eleven and one. Yeah. And uh, I can't imagine. I can't imagine the the blowback on that, but it's entirely yeah. possible. And the the playoff committee has, in past years, now every one of these is a little different incarnation, but. Uh, they have talked about the importance of conference championships. Well, Penn State and Michigan, in that case, wouldn't get to play for a conference championship. It's not a year from now where the top two teams are going to play. It's the team that's the best in the East versus uh, the survivor in the West. Ohio State could have a better record, could have a conference championship. But what about this? Say these teams all beat one another, but two of them win their games by three points. And the other one wins its game by 14 points. That's not even going to matter. Right. That's the other part. That's how. I, that's probably how I would do it. Just you would take the victory within the three games. They do that in youth league all the time. I've said enough youth baseball and youth lacrosse tournaments <laughs> that that's the tiebreaker anyway. And then you know what happens? We all these parents sit on the sideline and worry about it. And then I just always tell them, I was like. Dude, we're going to have to beat that team anyway if we want to win this thing and get your Facebook post and move on with your life. Hey, Bill, one more thing before we let you go. Really appreciate your time. We would do this more often. Uh, you mentioned Michigan State, so i got to ask you the question. They're going to have a search. They're going to have some money. They've got a top 25 job, but a team that's been in the playoff that's won uh, more Big Ten championships than Michigan in the last 13, 15 years. Uh, that's gone ten and five against uh, their rival, the winningest program of all time. Team that beat Urban Meyer twice, the only school that's done that. Now they're these aren't the D'Antonio Spartans of 2010 through 2015. Nonetheless, there's an awful lot to like, including this new football building. Where should Michigan State look? I would call the guy that just beat him a couple weeks ago. I'd call Kellen DeBoer. Thank uh, you. Oh my God. Rob, we have to book Bill Bender weekly. That's my first call right now. I mean, oh god, I have a feature on him and Penix going this week, and so you know he has the Big Ten tie-ins. 
with guys like Nick Sheridan on his staff, former former Michigan quarterback. You look at his Sioux Fall record. I always look at this with coaches, and it doesn't always translate. But when he coached at Sioux Falls, he was sixty-seven and three. Yeah. When he coached yeah. at Fresno State, he won ten games. Washington has, I think, the second or third longest winning streak in the country, and you guys saw firsthand how fun <laughs> that offense is. Oh yeah. So yeah. I'm going. That's my first call, and it's a. Is Washington to Michigan State the same job, a better I, – I would argue Michigan State's a better job the part of the country you're in. So you would have to sell that to him because he's yeah, got a nice yeah. setup at Washington, but you, you, we saw it. I was around you guys a lot when Michigan State was rolling with D'Antonio. That's a program with a lot of history, a lot of clout, a, a yeah. big-time following. He's my first call. And, you know, Bill, uh, I saw – I didn't know what I was watching at the time, but I said, holy, what is this offense? Eastern Michigan, he was there one year with Chris Creighton, and they broke all the school records. Then he goes to Indiana. And you remember that year with Penix there, and they were hell on wheels, and nobody wanted to play him. Right. And I I said, you know, this guy's got something. He couldn't keep Penix healthy. That was one of the big problems. And then he left. And uh, he went out to Fresno. He got a chance to be a head coach. who wouldn't leave. Why would you stick around Indiana any longer than you'd have to? And then uh, he went from there up to Washington. The guy has never failed. And if you right. listen to him, if you ever hear any of his pregame or halftime stuff, nothing rattles him. He is as unflappable as any coach I've seen. Yep. I think he'll do a great job. But, uh, this was fun, Jack. we got to do this again sometime. Hey, Spartan fans. When you want the largest and best selection of Spartan gear, Alumni Hall is your ultimate shopping destination. Come get your officially licensed gear. Nike, Champion, Columbia, Yeti, New Era hats, tailgating gear, and more. MSU students, faculty, and military receive 10% off in-store every day. And you can earn cash back with their Hall Pass rewards. Alumni Hall, located in Eastwood Town Center near the Apple Store. Or shop anytime at alumnihall.com. For the ultimate Spartan shopping experience, it's Alumni Hall. To everyone who needs a little delight in their day, let our team member Paul tell you about one of our favorite sweet treats. Making special moments at mealtime is a tradition in Wisconsin. And what better way to sweeten your day than a Culver's creamy fresh frozen custard and your favorite mixes. From the indulgence of Snickers to the richness of Dove chocolate, we handcraft every concrete mixer exactly the way you like. Come to Culver's and let us make your day a little bit sweeter. From From Wisconsin Wisconsin with love, welcome to delicious. Time for a career change? Looking to make a difference? Dean Transportation is looking for compassionate people to join our dedicated team of school bus professionals. Dean Transportation has immediate openings and offers paid training to obtain a commercial driver's license. With increased starting pay, benefit packages, flexible scheduling with weekday hours, and more, Dean Transportation may be the career choice for you. No experience needed. Apply now and train all summer. Head to deanjobs.com. So, it's been a while since you've had your jewelry cleaned and inspected, right? Where will you go and who will you trust with your most valuable and treasured heirlooms? 
at Meadowar Jewelers 4 locations in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson and Portage, jewelry isn't just our job, it's our passion. Each and every piece entrusted in our care is thoroughly inspected by our trained staff against damage or normal wear. And we offer you, our customer, the highest level of quality on repairs and custom designs. Whether it's worn out prongs, channels or shanks, it's all handled with incredible care. Medawar Jewelers in Lansing, Okemos, Jackson and Portage want to help you preserve your memories and offer you options on creating new ones. Come in today for the cleaning and inspection of your jewelry. We continue to work hard every day to earn your confidence and trust. Jack Epling with my good friend Matt Sloan at Graph of Okemos. Matt, I see that the lots are filling up and showroom is too. Yes, finally. Lots are getting full. We're ready to sell some cars, Jack. And you got some new vehicles. Some news about the Silverado and the Colorado. That's exactly right. We have the all-new, completely redesigned 2024 three-quarter ton Silverado. And then we also have the all-new, completely redesigned Colorado. Both fantastic vehicles. We're really excited. And then on the Nissan side, we've got the all-electric Aria, which is on the ground right now. That thing is absolutely fantastic. I mean, seen technology like that ever before. Stop and see Matt and the gang on West Grand River in Okemos. They're making friends. To everyone who believes family is what mealtime is all about, let our guest Emmy share what she loves about Culver's. From the moment my family walked in, we knew Culver's was the place for us. There's just something nice about a cooked-to-order butter burger and creamy, fresh frozen custard that tastes like it was made just for you. But time with family? Now that's what's really special. Stop in and experience what mealtime means at Culver's. From From Wisconsin Wisconsin with love, welcome to Delicious. Hey Spartan fans, when you want the largest and best selection of Spartan gear, Alumni Hall is your ultimate shopping destination. Come get your officially licensed gear, Nike, Champion, Columbia, Yeti, New Era hats, tailgating gear, and more. MSU students, faculty, and military receive 10% off in-store every day. And you can earn cash back with their Hall Pass rewards. Alumni Hall, located in Eastwood Town Center near the Apple Store, or shop anytime at alumnihall.com. For the ultimate Spartan shopping experience, it's Alumni Hall. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.